weird fucking guys. You're doing a manly thing and you're a fucking dork. I got my lightsaber wearing my Pokemon hat today. <laughs> wow, you're a real renaissance man, you know that? Goddamn man child. What a fucking dork. Yeah. But he's our dork. God damn it, John. Put your fucking headphones on. Get your head in the game, man. Get your head in the game. What's what's the matter? You're like dragon ass, man. Get your fucking head in the game. What's going on, dude? Oh, great. These little monsters are going to interrupt us already. Go away! Daddy's doing important things! <laughs> I love you. Close the door. Dude, now I feel like the worst father ever. <laughs> Dude, I secretly... Uh, anyway, good morning, John. What's up, man? I secretly love motivational speeches. Yeah? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. I'm like one of these dorks. I won't, I won't like... Uh, it's like a it's like a guilty pleasure, dude. Like I'm I'm scrolling through TikTok and if some dipshit like edits some like good epic music over top of like a good like, motivational Yeah, like a rocky speech. speech, you know. Come on, rock. Yeah. You're down on the ropes. You got to get back in there. Just, you know, and That's a lot of uh, a lot of your fucking reels and shit that you see on social media. I love media it dude. anymore. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like in a funk and I just watch one. I think when I'm, like, motivated, I like it. But when I'm not motivated, I don't want to see it at all. Yeah? Yeah. Nah, that's when I need it, man. That's mm -hmm. when I need it, you know? When I was, like, real hard in the exercising and stuff like that, I loved listening to David Goggins. Yeah? And then I was, like, you know, like you don't want to be reminded of, like, what a piece of shit you are <laughs> when you're not doing <laughs> something, you know? So. Do you think that, like, uh... Like, other professions need that? Like, you think sometimes, like, a like a porn actor, like, wakes up and he's just like... I don't want to do this today. You know, man, I've done all the coke that I could. I, Dude, I wouldn't be able to be in that situation yeah. at all. I mean, I just... Not because... Of, I just don't think it would be fun. Yeah? Know? No. I mean, you, you know, you got a guy over your shoulder with a camera, you know? Yeah. I think it sounds... You know, I don't know. I don't want to get into a whole conversation about porn again. Do we always? It's what we, we do, do, man. Yeah. I would just we think, should like, name this the porn the, the porn. porn podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think like well, I mean, really like that's a profession. You know what I mean? It's a profession based on like fantasy, and very rarely does it like depict what actually would happen between two people. And I don't know. It's just like. And then you think about the production that goes into it, you know, the camera angles and the, you know. I think it's so nuts. And don't worry, we'll transition eventually yeah, yeah, away from this. Yeah, let's get out of this porn talk No, but soon. dude, think about the um, <laughs> AVMs, the adult video. Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's nuts that porn stars sit around and, like, 
Dude, you got fucked really good in that you, one. You deserve like, an award, dude, for that anal scene. You remember that scene where eight dudes fucking jizzed on your face? <laughs> Here's an award for that. Yeah, you but did it, it better than all the other girls that did it that year. I watched because the, many uh, years have gone by, and lots of women have gotten jizzed on the face <laughs> just for the camera. Sometimes I just like hearing like about like how certain things become what they are like the making of yeah and i was watching i like i would rather watch a documentary about porn than watch actual porn sometimes it's definitely fascinating it's uh, fascinating to to see like the behind the scenes which i think everybody realizes that i love when reality clashes with fantasy well dude you know because i've watched many of them documentaries and you don't realize that like these Actors and actresses, mostly the actresses, their career is only a couple years. Yeah. You know, like by by year two or three, you're fucking, you're burnout, you know? Like yeah. you're fucking like, dude, I don't want to have sex with another human ever again. Especially on you camera. Know? Yeah, dude. You I know? I mean, like that's all you ever become remembered for. Like, yeah. Like uh, one of the worst stories is like Linda Lovelace. Yeah. You know, like. She, like, kind of got forced into the whole industry, and then she finally got out of it, and now she's dead. You know, she died in, like, a car accident, and she was, like, a strong advocate against porn. But that's probably the only thing that a lot of people remember her doing is porn. You know? That's a shame. It definitely, um, like, there's there's been uh, women over the years that I, like, was like, "Mm, you know, let me keep an eye on her content. And it's, it's pretty depressing when you see, like, so, like, there's a recent girl, this girl that's uh, Lebanese. Her name's Mia Khalif. Yeah, I've heard of her. Dude. Uh, beautiful chick, you yeah. know? But she only did porn for, like, a couple years. And now, I watched some interview where she said, dude, she was in a restaurant one time, and some dude and and woman, like a married couple, walked up and was trying to talk to her about her porn career. She's probably and, just trying to eat a fucking... Yeah, well, she was with her husband, and she's like... Ugh. Dude, she's been, like, going back to school and, like, trying to change her path, you know? And, like, it's kind of heartbreaking because she was like, Dude, I'm out to dinner right now. I don't want to... I don't want to talk about porn. I don't yeah, wanna, I don't yeah. want I want to talk about any of this. So then, um... I think... Uh, so she kind of told him, like, No, no, please go away. I, I yeah. don't want to talk about this. So then the wife said something like... Well, yeah, see, like, you know... She can't talk because she doesn't have a dick in her mouth right now or something, like some nasty oh, thing. Oh, wow. And, dude, like, the girl had to, like, she was, like, broken down. She was like, oh, my God, this is this is yeah. all you're ever going to know about me is that I yep. had sex. All of us have sex. Yeah. It's just that I did it on camera, so yep. I'm the bad guy, it's, you know? There's a really weird, uh, what's the word for it? There's a word that I'm thinking in my brain that uh, I can't just fucking articulate it. Like It'll hypo- come to me. Like hypocrisy of... Uh... No, nah, it's just like this... I don't know. Like, there's an aesthetic to it that just, like... People don't know how to separate reality from, you know, from the fiction of it, I guess. Like, like a juxtaposition, I guess, is what I'm trying to think of. Is like two things that go together but don't really fit together. So, like, you know, sex is, like, the most intimate thing you can do. Like, I, yeah. like, I think of, like having sex with somebody I've never had sex with and just think like, you know, like, you know, dudes do it all the time. They walk around and they see women and they go, oh my God. But if you were really put in that position. Yeah. 
you would there would be some sort of anxiety about it. Oh yeah. That just would not feel natural. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like your insecurities would take over and all that stuff. Like video and doing it on camera makes it seem like those feelings don't even exist. You know, like you run into some fucking good-looking guy in the hallway and two seconds later you're going down on him or something. Like that doesn't happen. Well, I think that that's why they do... It's a fantasy. Yeah, but even the people performing, it's dude, it is acting. It is acting, you know? And like... I don't know, man. Like, I understand making a job of it, and you're like, okay, this is my job, and this is what I'm going to do now, you know? But it's like... um, And money's a great motivator, you know? But So that's the other edge of the thing, is like, the girl Mia, Mia Khalif. So you're complaining about your porn career, but you're also retired at 25 years old. Yeah. So there's kind of... I'm like, dude, I'm not very sympathetic that when you do something so extreme... But it financially sets you apart independently. That's kind of depressing. For the Pete. rest of your fucking life. Yeah. When I look at retired football players and they're all fucked up and banged up. There's a reason why you got paid as much as you got paid. Dude, it's not. It wasn't going to be. It's nobody's fault that you don't have money, but yourself. Yeah. You went and bought a fucking island in in the uh, yeah Maldives or While whatever. While you were you running know? into people like you were a freight train. Yeah, you, dude. And your body's breaking down. You know, you're handing out fucking Cadillac Escalades to all your fucking friends. Well, dude, that's not an investment. That's a fucking. Nope. It's, just, f- it's just frivolous. It's it's not needed. Yeah. So, uh, but, I don't uh, know. I'm not I'm not sympathetic. But anyway, like the uh, AVMs, man. I was thinking, like, <laughs> dude, what if other professions like started doing that? So this is how we can this is how we can segue into something else. Like, what if morticians <laughs> fucking decided, like, dude, we're gonna have like an award ceremony, like. Dude, you fucking killed it on that old dead yeah. guy. Like, you fucking made him look great, dude. What best reconstructive makeup <laughs> job? It's like somebody just... like got their face smashed with a brick or something like that. <laughs> and you completely reconstructed their face with, like, Elmer's glue or some shit like that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now we're going to give you an award. Yeah. Yeah. This kid was drinking and driving and fucking all fucking doped up on fucking oxys and fentanyl <laughs> and put his face through the windshield yeah. and hit a telephone pole. And you but made him God look like he damn, looked... you made him look good, yeah. you know? And he, dude, I'll tell you what, that must be a fucking crazy profession, too. So, I actually have... Uh, so, my cousin's husband uh, runs a funeral home in this area, like, like local. Yeah. Nicest guy in the world. Dude, when he's at work, super professional. He's very clean cut looking. He's got a comb over. He looks very sharp, very clean cut, you know. Handsome dude. Like, he, he does it really well. He gets up there. He says what he has to say. He he probably has, like, a script in his head of, like, things like, okay, this is this is how we do, you know, the, the funerals. But, dude, outside of work, when you sit there and talk to him, like, he's actually, like, pretty funny, but he's, like, very reserved. Like, he's, um... It's funny, because it's, like, dude, he'll let loose and drink and, like, have some laughs. And, and, like, even my content, with all the cursing and stupid shit that I do, like, dude, he thinks it's great. He's like, oh, this is fucking awesome. But he knows how to turn it off and turn it back on. It's mind-blowing to me. Yeah. You know, that, like... Your attitudes about certain things have to play into that, too. Yeah. You know, like your you know, your perception of death and all that stuff. I mean, imagine all the shit you see on a daily basis. I can't I can't imagine I couldn't <clears throat> do it. I couldn't do it day in and day out. 
And they cut people open. Like, dude, they cut them it's open. It's not just that. I mean, but, like, so many people die. Yeah. And it's not like you're just getting middle-aged dudes and old people. I mean, like, children come through there. Yeah. Teenagers. I couldn't handle the kids I couldn't thing. handle it either. I mean, like... Yeah. And then, you know, people that die from violence, people that die from accidents. Like, you're seeing a lot of stuff that you have to become desensitized to. And, like... Yeah. You know... I used to know guys that worked at funeral homes when I was growing up, and uh, one of the kids was like, don't you ever feel scared picking one of those bodies up? And he's like, no, you could be afraid of the live ones, not the dead ones. And it's just <laughs> like, dude, like, yeah, you know, scary, man. So I think they should do a mortician's yeah. awards, like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> you're recognized. Put for... a bunch of pictures up, they should do it, like, they should publicize it, do it on TV, like on ABC or NBC or something, and just like, you know... Look at this photo, you know, this fucking kid, you know, he was riding a crotch rocket up 95 yeah. in Philly and just scattered his fucking remains all the way up the highway. And, and this guy right here, fucking Billy, he he reconstructed the whole fucking thing, you yeah. know, he used toothpicks and glue and fucking, <laughs> you know, and a little bit of fucking, um, you know, yeah. rubber uh, face mask and shit and glued all this shit back together, you know, so so grandmom can look I mean, at her grandkid be, again. What's crazy is, like, you, you're devoting your your time to doing something. Like, there's people that can do that. Like, they can oh, reconstruct yeah, you. It's like a real art. I mean, you know? listen, my dad died of a heart attack. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you would think that would be a pretty easy thing to, like, take care of. Yeah. When I saw my dad in the casket, he had a look of distress on his face still. Yeah. It was weird. It was like, why does he look so, like, distressed? So, like... Well, I, I imagine they can't really move. Once yeah, the muscles... Um, right. You can't do a whole lot, right? Yeah. But you can make, like, somebody who's been in an accident look like, you know, yeah. or somebody who's been shot. You can cover bullet holes and all this shit. Yeah. And reconstruct fucking faces and heads and all. And, and like... Isn't that wild, man? Why aren't you working in movies? Like, yeah, why aren't dude. you doing, like, something... Because the movies don't care. Because yeah. they won't put a dick in their mouth, you know? So... Mm. Yeah. Crazy. Back to the porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a crazy documentary about porn the other day, man. Yeah. It's called Porndemic. Yeah. And it's basically about um like HIV and porno. Really? And they were kind of the saying like, you know, you don't ever see a whole lot of condoms in porn because it brings people down. Like I have seen it. Yeah. But they say it brings it's a downer, you know, like this huh. is a fantasy business. We're out here to per, like to put out a fantasy and when you put something like a condom on and you see it like it just there's a connotation in people's mind that makes them go ah, that's not sexy you know yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and i understand that like for the uh like the illusion of whatever and then uh but it turns out like this one porn star was like falsifying his records really and uh and, like pretty well-known porn star too he was like falsifying his records turned out he was like an IV drug user, and Ooh, uh, he was also doing some some homosexual stuff, maybe like a male prostitute type thing or something. And he had infected like five women. Oh my god! And they were kind of this one other porn actress who's actually a doctor. She was like figuring out the genealogy of everybody, who everybody was. She had charts of who was performed with who and everything else. And like she came down to patient zero, turned out to be this one actor. And um, and she had to like expose them, kind of. Yeah. And but it's just it was just bizarre. Like it was such a crazy documentary, and it just like you really realize the reality yeah. of this stuff. Like you, you know, 
everybody just, you know, you go on your phone, you watch something. I mean, I'm blown away by the fact that you said, and, and I know that it happens, but like, you said that she was a doctor. Yeah. She's, and her did name's porn. A, yeah. You know? She was like a pretty well-known porn actress. I mean, I've seen her in videos like growing up. Yeah. Sharon Mitchell, her name's Sharon Mitchell. Turns yeah. out she's a fucking doctor. So, I do know, I met Joanna Angel one time years ago when I was in film school, yeah. and, uh, like, I, I was interning somewhere, and they did, they did like, editing and stuff for her and her company, uh, BurningAngel.com. So, like, when she was arriving, they told me, they were like, dude, she, believe it or not, is super fucking intelligent, yeah. and went to NYU for business uh, management, and, like, this is why she has her own company, because she basically started her own company and it's probably like a hundred fucking millionaire now you know so yeah. like some of these people jenna jameson another one that like jenna jameson is like dude yeah i don't really know i mean other than the movies that she, i don't know a whole lot about her yeah, outside but of it she like revolutionized taking the the power back to like the women really because yeah. like she created like the this whole like um merch thing you know like even like dipshits like like so I'm getting into it a little bit with my t-shirts and whatever and, and you and I have talked about yeah. it but like dude in porn that was like unheard of yeah I mean and I remember there was a time they put out like a series of like sculpted action figures of porn stars yeah man and like you so imagine she, the royalties that there's people out there that are buying stuff like that so she's yeah. kind of the one that like revolutionized yeah. that and started making like you know, like rubber vaginas and oh, really? dolls, yeah. and like making. She started owning her own content, and making her own production company, and like. So she's getting paid royalties on dude, stuff like that. That's wild. Fucking amazing yeah. business person. Because like I think like Asia Carrera was yep. actually uh, she's a member of Menza. Really? Yeah, yeah. She's a fucking really intelligent woman. Yeah. And you just think like because they're just having sex and they're fucking sexy and they're hot and all that stuff like these are like empty-minded fucking yeah like drug-addled fucking crazy people and like not all of them really are i guess well you know? i mean even if i do know this from my experience as a recovering addict that some of the most intelligent talented yeah. people that i've ever met are flawed well fell into addiction yeah. because addiction doesn't you know the biggest misconception is like, oh, well, I come from a good family. I don't, you know, I would that would never happen to me. It dude, happens yes, to anybody, dude. The problem with the opioid epidemic. Yeah. So the crack epidemic was easy to point the finger at and say, oh, look, it only happens in black communities. <laughs> We're safe, yeah. but it's but you're not because no. there's plenty of white people that have dude. smoked crack. Yeah, come I knew. to my fucking meetings and you'll find a lot of them. You know, there's guys that work in offices all over this area that are smoking crack. Oh, dude, crack. Yep. dude. So, but the opi opioid epidemic was like the big eye opener of like, holy shit, drugs can get to any community. Uh -huh. I don't give a fuck if it's a beautiful gated community outside of DC. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. That all of the houses are worth a, a million or two. There's a fucking op opioid addict in that community. Yeah. And there's probably more than one. You know? Well, I mean, it's pretty easy to, you know, listen. I can sit here and tell you how grateful I am that I never developed an opioid addiction. Yeah. Because... Just masturbation. Well, no, I mean, like, I've had surgeries. <laughs> you know, I've had surgeries on my ankle, surgeries on my wrist. I had, uh, I had tremendous issues with kidney stones. Yeah. And I was always prescribed. 
Really? Pain medication for all of them. And I took them. Yeah. And I got fucked up on them. Yeah, yeah. And I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And. But you knew how to hit the brakes. Yeah. And there have been times in my life that I have enjoyed things like that recreationally. Sure. And outside of just being fucking cranky the next day. Yeah. I didn't think about ever doing it ever again. Mm. You know? And I, t- until I felt like that'd be fun to do. Yeah. Whereas other people, you know. Myself. Yourself. Like, it becomes, like, this predominant, like, thing in your mind, this need that you want. I think you reach a threshold. And but it I can also, happen to anybody. So, I, like, people ask me about addiction, and sometimes they're like, uh, you know, yeah, well, I'm not, I don't have an addictive personality. Which, first of all, I think is bullshit. I think every person. I think everybody has something. Yeah, I do believe that. So, like, growing up, I didn't smoke weed. I tried it a couple times. Wasn't my thing. I didn't care about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I know weed. some people still to this day that smoke almost a fucking ounce of weed a day. Yep. Can't do anything without it. I have bad news for you. You're a fucking addict. Yeah. You don't know it. Maybe you think that, oh, well, it's not destroying my life. I didn't sell my fucking kids, uh, you know, toys. Like, just because you're not sucking dick in Kensington to Doesn't get it. Doesn't mean you're not ad- addicted to it. Do you still, yeah. like, you can't function without this. You yeah. literally, you know, think that, like, this is the only way to live, you know? But, um. And that's anything. It's not so, just drugs. So for me, like, dude, I have a very... I think now looking at myself, like doing a real assessment, I do think that I have a very impulsive, addictive thing. Yeah, me I, too. I go through these cycles of, like, different things, you know? Like, uh, dude, I'm not even kidding. It's candy. Sometimes it's fucking candy, you know? Like, I Sometimes had, it's car parts. Sometimes it's car parts. Yeah. Right now... I'm, I'm the same way with collecting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like that with food. I'm like that with collecting. I'm like that with a lot of things. Like Yeah. And uh sometimes it, it's good and sometimes it's not. Sometimes you get so obsessed with it. Yeah, there's know? a there's sometimes there's healthy boundaries and then there's sometimes where you just are like Yeah. I'm going overboard here, you know. I'm I fucking something else up because of this. I remember as a kid my dad saying to me, he's like, "Dude, when you do something, he he was talking to me. He goes, "When you do something, man, you always seem to go to the fucking extremes. extremes. And yep. and it's like, you're right. Now looking at it, so right now we bought this fucking, we bought a camper. Right. Dude, I'm over the moon about this camper. Now you can't stop thinking about what you can do with this camper. Dude, it is becoming an obsession. Dude, I'm like, I'm looking up shit for the camper. I'm thinking about the camper. I have literally started moving away from the cars. And I was like, the other day I'm like, dude, I'll sell all these fucking cars. I don't really? give a shit. Yeah. I just want to go camping, you know? And it's like, I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that like, oh, dude, I'm so fucked up. I can't believe that I'm thinking about camping. You're excited. I'm and excited. you're enjoying yourself. So there's right. nothing wrong with this. This is a good addiction. This is like a very healthy, relaxing, my kids are having a great time. But then there's going to you know? come a time where you go, fuck, why did I sell the car? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's where I do have to... Uh, but I mean, that's a very like... I mean, in your case, that's kind of like a high-end problem, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, I it's mean, a luxury problem. Yeah, if you could trade off, like, my, my car hobby for my camper hobby, and it's not going to affect... It's when these things affect I'm your other expenses. I'm definitely not going to suck your dick no, for I my don't, camper. No, I'm not saying you that. Know? I'm saying, like, <laughs> your electric's not going to get turned off. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or, and, like, I've been in that position. 
where yeah. like I've done things so irresponsibly where I thought like oh no I'll be able to recover from this and then something so like wacky gets fucked up and then like you can't it's hard to recover from the embarrassment of something like that like well and not really like to the outside world but like to your kids so or your you know your family or whatever like that sucks it's kind of funny because uh you know like dude it's funny that we're like on this because uh you you wanted to interview me yeah about my stuff and i feel like dude this is a moment where we could talk about you want to talk about me and my things that i do or whatever like let's do it let's do it right now yeah um dude the addiction thing is important i think that all humans have addictive personalities there's no way around it whether you're a woman and you want very fancy nice shoes and dude my wife likes just nice shoes she wants yeah. to just dude here's some heels here's this here's that oh i just more shoes she don't even fucking wear them yep. they just sit over there and she's like yep look at them i got them shoes right there they're fucking awesome i love them and i get it i know what you're doing i have a snap-on toolbox full of shiny shit that's very expensive and i don't use it all the time but i open the drawers and look in it and go that's mine yeah. you know and the car parts and whatever else and uh, you know, like, I think we all do it. It's just, you know, you have to curb that addictive, uh, um, uh, that part of you, you know, I don't really know what to describe it. Like, I think, so if you have an addictive impulsive feel, kind and, of, yeah, yeah. if you're going to be impulsive about something, it's, it's better in my opinion to find a way to channel it rather than let it go crazy. And then I it, think that's kind of cyclical though. Yeah. I think, like, sometimes, like, at least for me, like, things are cyclical. Yeah. I'll get impulsive, and I'll do something, and I'll fucking go overboard with it, and then the new impulsivity and the addiction will be getting back on track. Yeah. That so happens, too. Like, I get, like, really, I'm not going to fucking touch that shit. I'm not going to fucking buy nothing like that. I'm not going to... I'm just going to focus on the shit I need to focus on. I'm going to pay all my fucking bills. I'm going to pay all my credit cards off. I'm going to get my fucking shit in good standing. I'm going to go buy a house. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do responsible shit. Yeah, Until yeah. you fucking get worn down and you go, man, this is so fucking boring. I need something <laughs> exciting in my life again. And then you go, oh, I'm going to go buy that again. And fucking, you know, I can afford to do it. You know, shit like that. Like, But that's the, um, that's the... That's the way life goes, is you have to have these ups and downs. So, like you said, cyclical, you're going through these waves. Dude, the boredom gets me, man. It gets me. Yeah. Sometimes I'm fucking around with the cars, and I'm just like, dude, I am so fucking tired of looking at this goddamn car. But I've done that with, with artwork. Uh-huh. I do it with artwork all the time. Dude, I've had artwork that sat around for years because I was like, I am fucking exhausted with looking at this thing. And I'll literally tuck the painting behind other you know pieces of canvas or whatever because i'm like dude i don't even want to look at it right but then someday when the circle goes full all the way around all i want to do is do that i'll pull it back art. out and yeah. go dude you know what today's the day we're gonna finish this thing you know mm -hmm. and like fucking dive back which in i with. wish i was more consistent with that you know there's times where i'll draw for a year and then i won't draw for two years yeah but on specific yeah. projects or or on just, just in, in general, general. just yeah. in general Dude, I haven't drawn in probably almost a decade. I mean, there was know? a time I was drawing three or four pictures a day sometimes. Yeah, but like you, you said, know? it's cyclical. And I yeah. think that 
right now you're you're dude you're definitely excited about the podcast oh yeah you know you yeah. think a lot about it you you reach out to me shoot me text messages show me images of like i mean it's all creativity know. regardless yeah, yeah you know so that's what you tell me all the time yeah and it's I have all to... it's just how you channel it or whatever but you know like i think important thing for me to remember sometimes like when i'm in like these cycles of like whatever like you have to remember how fortunate you are oh yeah to be able to focus like, me and you are kind of like working class, middle Dickheads. class dudes. Dickheads. Maybe upper middle class in some respects. Sometimes. Like, on certain levels. Yeah. And I'm not saying I am. I, mean, I live paycheck to paycheck like anybody else. Yeah. But, um, like, I have the means to pay my stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. people out there that struggle all the time. Yeah. Just to pay their bills. Yeah. And they would just love to be in that position to be able to say, all my bills are paid. So that is definitely a... um, I think when you get stuck on a level, you have a tendency to forget how fucking good... Far you you came. Yeah. 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 Dude, I remember when me and Gabby met, we lived in Upland in this... Dude, it's this one-bedroom cottage, and it was a part of a historic society called the Caleb Pusey Homestead. And it's off, uh, right alongside Chester Creek, and it's tucked back in the woods. So, dude, we're in Upland, but it doesn't look like it. It looks like we're in the middle of fucking Chester County somewhere. It's like, it's pretty wild, you know? But, uh, dude, I think her rent was, like, five fifty, And I remember, like, plenty of times thinking, like, how the fuck are we going to pay this this month, you know? Right. And, like... Like, it was a big deal. Yeah, dude. And, and now you probably pay upwards of, like, almost fifteen to $2,000 a month paying a mortgage or something, you know? Well, I have more Well, I mean, I'm not, than... I'm not asking you to tell me what your mortgage is. I'm no, just saying, but, in general, but, that's what people are paying. Dude, I think that you go through... The, the, the funny thing about challenging yourself, and this is... This will come back to the motivational speeches, is, like... I think it's important to always push yourself into an uncomfortable position. Yeah. Because you will find a way out of it. Yep. And and I think that I think that you can do it. You just don't even fucking know that you can do it. So yeah. when I was in the army, all right, we'll get back on the motivational stuff. When I was in the army and I went into basic training, I was a skinny little shit of a kid and dude, I remember them telling me, "You're going to do push-ups for a fucking hour cuz you got in trouble today." And, like, you're going to stay down there and do an hour's worth of fucking push-ups. And yeah. you're not going to get up. You're not going to go on your knees. You're not going to rest. You're not going to put your chest on the ground. You're going to stay in the prone position for an hour. If right. you can't do push-ups, just stay there. And, dude, I remember thinking, how the fuck? It was, like, 15 minutes in, and I just remember thinking, like, there's no fucking way. You probably got to a there's point n- where doing push-ups was, like, fucking waking up in the morning. So... On those days in basic training, when I was uh, weak-minded and didn't realize that, like, your body can endure. Oh, I did stay there for an hour. And then eventually, by the time basic training was over, I could stay down there for fucking four hours. It's your mind that's the obstacle. Yeah. Yeah. And you learn how to pace yourself. And it's like, uh, so Danielle ran that 100 miles. Right. And you and I look at it and we go, holy shit. Yeah. How did you fucking do that? She conditioned because, herself to do it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Your brain is just like, okay, this is the mode we're in. I know that I got to take it easy. I know that like there's things that I got to endure, and it's going to be motherfucking hard. But, but we're going to get through it. We're going to do it. You yeah. know. 
So, like, to me, and that's that's even in, like, even with you and your paycheck and, like, living, and it's like, I'll say this. Dude, I am so quick, because lately I've been in, in this um, mode of, like, uh, work, 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 stay busy, stay busy, always worry about making more money. And I'm re- I started to realize that I'm not enjoying my life, mm-hmm. you know? We went to the Outer Banks last year. And I had a mini fucking meltdown. And, and I say mini, but, but that's just because I know that it could get far worse. For somebody else, it was probably the worst thing in the fucking experience in the world to have to deal well, with. Well, everybody there was like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with him, man? Why yeah. is he acting like such a fucking psycho right now? Yeah. And it's because I've gotten so conditioned to working, 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 that when I got to a place where I, I had how. nothing to do, I was so stressed out, you know? So, you know, I didn't know what to do, and I was, like, fucking freaking out, and I, like, lashed out at some family members, and then, like, there were other scenarios where, like, at work, I lashed out at my boss because, like, we're getting slow at work, and it's like, dude, I have money. I have money. I'm okay. Yeah. But I'm just so used to being a fucking workhorse that I don't know how to go sit down in the pasture and smell the fucking flowers. Yeah. You know? Like, literally, you know? Yeah, it's hard to balance. Listen, people so, but, in my house tiptoed around my emotions for years. Yeah, well, that's you know? kind of where I feel like everybody was at. So, like, so then me and my wife kept talking about the camper and buying this fucking camper. And I'm like, nah, we can't afford it. I don't want to make payments. We could just buy one in cash, like a used one. And, and which is my MO. Yeah. I hate making payments on things. So, uh... We looked at some used ones, and a few of them had, like, leaky roofs and shit, and I was just like, dude, I don't want to go on fucking vacation and have to fix more shit. Right. That's not solving the problem of me relaxing, because I'm not going to relax. You're just going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we eventually went and bought this new one, and then when they, like, told me the monthly payments and everything and how much the thing actually cost, which it was fucking expensive. Right. It was, like... I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, what am I getting involved in? But the reality is, is, dude, I, I piss away that much money easily a month on stupid shit. Yeah. Like, I very much do. I'm telling you right now that, like... Yeah, when you take an inventory you know, of what you are spending your money on, even, like, as far as, like, take eat, out food. Take out food. Shit like that. Random car parts. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy over in New Jersey has a, a, a special axle that'll work in my car. Like... It's only a thousand bucks, dude. I'll snatch that fucking money right out of my account and like, yeah, go get it. You know, yep. go get it. I mean, think about know? how much money. You know, I I drink a coffee from Wawa probably every day. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. Was that two something a day? Yeah. Well, shit, you're modest then because I was mm. drinking. Back before we had the kids, I was really bad. Yeah. I was drinking one of my fancy Starbucks drinks, and I think they were like six bucks or seven bucks a yeah. cup. I was drinking them one or two times a day with but a breakfast event, sandwich. It's still money. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not saying this is the only thing I buy at Wawa. Oh, know? I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that when you like start doing the math and you're like, what the fuck? I, I piss away so much money on dumb shit. You but here I am. Spend... Here I am looking at this thing where I can relax and enjoy time with my family, and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to spend money yeah, on that. See, like you the know? value of the what you can do with your kids and your your wife and stuff. 
compared to the payment that you're making, you have to balance, is it worthwhile? And it probably is exponentially worth it. Like that first trip you went on, how much fun did you all have together? I feel like yeah. a lot of people do that, though, when it comes to fixing their life. Yeah. So I deal with recovering addicts. People come now to my meetings, uh, young guys will ask me to sponsor them, and I'm like, sure, I'll sponsor you. But like the, the golden rule that I always ask them, how fucking bad do you want this? Yeah. I think about my recovery a lot like a capitalist, you know? The more I want it, the more I'll get. And, oh, yeah. and by get, I mean, like, more days clean, you know? So, like, I, I try to, like, tell people, you know, that are, like, first getting their shit together. I try to explain to them, like, dude, how bad do you want it? Because this is the That's thing. That's a good rule, actually. The more I, like, you're sitting here talking and I'm thinking in my head. That could be positive or negative. Yeah. How bad, How bad do, you do you want it? And the more you want it, the more you're going to get. That's everything in life. Yeah. Let me tell you something, man. Anything in life. And it's not just money. It's just... Dude, if you want to get high every day, you're going to get high as fuck. So so right? that's, that's the weird... Uh, I think humans have a bad habit of gravitating towards the negative yeah. side of things. Because it's so, easier. So most people that I know, when I ask them, like, how bad do you want to get clean? And... And they'll go like this. This is their their response. Well, you know, like, yeah, I'll come to the meetings and I'll, uh, you know, I'll, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to share. I don't know if I'm going to talk. But, like, um, those 12 steps, I don't think I'm going to, I'm not really interested in all that shit. And right. it's like, all right, dude, now you're punching away at the fucking list of things that you won't do because it's just not important to you. It's more important that you barely fucking come down here and try this. And and you're honestly, you're going to relapse. Yeah. The moment you start throwing up these excuses, excuses, and the same with me, I know it's a, a strange analogy, but like me buying that camper and finding time to go relax with my family. No, we don't have the money. Uh, this is going to take time away from our weekends. I work on the weekends a lot. Ah, what the fuck? I'm going to miss out on that money too. I don't know. I don't know if we should fucking do this, you know? But the reality is, is I'm, I'm kind of fucking grumpy. I'm kind of fucking like walking around and like, rah, rah, I'm, what the fuck, I'm not happy. It affects happy. your family too. It affects it, your kids. Well, that's what I mean. Trust is, me, my kids are affected by my mood all the time. Oh, yeah. You know? And I'm a miserable fuck and yeah. I fucking hate myself for it. Yeah. Know? And that's what I'm trying to change, man. Yeah. I sincerely am, you know? So like, and I think you are too. Like, I think that's what I do try, but you know, it's hard to get out of your own way sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Have you tried heroin? No. no. No? They say that makes people happy. I uh, never did heroin. I did oxys. Maybe when I'm like 80, I'll do heroin. You remember that movie, uh, Little Miss Sunshine, yeah. dude? I, he that gets always, old and he does heroin. Dude, that always cracks me up that he's like... Uh, the dude, I'm 80 fucking, years old. Steve Carell's like, what? You're doing heroin? Yeah. You've never done drugs ever in your life. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm fucking retired and I'm old and I don't give a shit and I want to do something different. And you're like... Dude, that is crazy. Every dude, do you know how many people you talk to that say shit like that? Really? Yeah, they're like, "Well, I get older, I'll give it a shot or something." Yeah, like, I'm like, "What are you talking it's about?" It's pretty hilarious, you know. Yeah, I, I always go think... back to this because I love I love Norm Macdonald so much. Yeah, but he did a bit about that where, like, you know, when I'm old, I'll do heroin or whatever. And he was talking about, you know, I saw I don't know if it was like his aunt or his grandmother or something, but um, she had like a giant bruise on her arm or something like that. 
And he's like, you're not going to do heroin when you're 80. And he goes, my my aunt, I'm just saying, because I, I can't paraphrase it properly. But, uh, you know, my aunt, she had this giant bruise on her arm. I said, yeah, what happened to your arm? And she was like, oh, the wind. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know it's just funny. like, uh, I don't know, man. I just don't think, I, I don't think people, like, I think, like, if I were dying, yeah, you well. know, then, yeah, put me on as much pain medication as you can. Yeah, but so so the weird thing, and I've thought long and hard about this because I just went through this with a relative that passed, and they, dude, they gave him all the fucking fentanyl that he could ever possibly need. Handle, yeah, you know, and and I mean, dude, they gave him a giant box of it, and they literally just handed it to my cousin. They were like, "Here you go, this is for uh, this for, for pain management," dad, you know, and you that think that sucks, dude. Well, you think to yourself, like, God damn, man, like. Either they think it's going to get this bad, or, you know, I I sometimes wonder, do they hand it to you, and it, they kind of leave it to you to manage, because, like... There's nothing else they can do. Well, like, are they trying to tell you, like, in a very, like, unspoken way, like, dude, if it gets bad enough... Take let, as much as you need. Yeah, go to sleep, you know? <sighs> just go to sleep, that way you can just... Have a peaceful exit, you know? Yeah. So, like, dude, I've thought about that, and I think about that all the time, is, like, for me... So, so recently, a relative of mine asked me, he goes, dude, you know, maybe you wouldn't have so much anxiety if you smoked weed. Like, you, dude, you have yeah. all these years clean. And, dude, he was, like, persistent about this. Like, we had a real serious conversation, and my wife got pretty pissed off because she was, like... That's the latest thing you need. Dude, this fucking guy better back off or I'm going to yeah. fucking smack the shit out of him. I mean, everybody's different. So I, like, laughed it off because I've heard it a million times. I've had plenty of people that tried to convince me, oh, well, you got your life together now. How come you don't just, like, smoke a little weed or drink a little bit? And I'm like... Because it's a slippery slope for you. Well, so that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if my life is going to fall into shambles. Or if I'm just going to maintain and be a happy little hippie. I might love doing the weed so much that it's all I ever fucking do. So, and and when I explain that, dude, I'm not willing to roll the dice. Yeah. I'm not willing to. I don't need to gamble on that, you know? My life is fucking amazing. Yeah, I think sometimes just taking an inventory yeah. of the positives and negatives. So that's what I do. Yeah. But, but when I try to explain to people like that, they'd have no clue... You know, because they do smoke a, a fucking absurd amount of weed. And you think, and these are the people that I think like, dude, you're an addict. Yeah. You're a fucking addict and you don't oh, yeah. know it, you know, like, and I'm not like, you know, the problem is, is I can't even explain that to them because they would take it like an offense. Uh -huh. Oh, what do you mean? And I'm like, dude. Look, you if you're in the bathroom taking a shit while you're smoking weed before you take a shower, <laughs> like... Okay, that's all right maybe once in a while, but if you have to do it every fucking day just to Dude. get in the shower and get your day started, yeah, man, you got a problem. And I'll say this, man, for the potheads out there, I don't think that you are nearly as productive as I am. No. You know? No. I mean, I'm not judging you, and I think that there's plenty of people out there that got they got stuff in their life and, and managed to take care of some shit and got some things, material things that are worth a lot of money... But, dude, when it comes to, like, productivity, I think I run circles around yeah, them. Yeah, I, I think that they think because they're calm in their brain or whatever that it's doing them some good. Yeah. But, really, your time management 
Is well, going so the out comedy, the window. dude, the comedy. Oh, the time management yeah. is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so the comedy is is like we're all standing there, <laughs> and the dude says, uh, "Yeah, but me and me and my spouse, dude, when we get stoned, we have the most in depth conversations." And I was like, "You're stoned." Well, I started laughing, and I said, "You know." Kind of like the one me and you are having right now. Yeah. Like, like you have those kind of conversations, and he's like, uh, uh, and I'm like, dude, me and you have deep, deep, uh-huh. deep conversations all the fucking time. You're stoned, and I'm not. I'm not right. at all, and I can still keep up with you. Yeah. You know, so like, you think that the drugs are what did that to you? Because uh-uh. I don't think so at all. I think it's just the kind of person you are. You know. Yeah. I think so, whatever that is, I think it just amplifies whatever your personality already is. That's so like, like drinkers. If you're a that's, naturally anxious person, yeah. you're going to be more paranoid. And I think know? that that's and drink, if you're focused, you're going to be hyper focused. Yeah, you're, you know, like that's just what it is. I think it just amplifies your personality, whatever it is at that moment. Because there were times that when I did smoke weed, yeah, I would get crazy paranoid. Yeah, yeah. And then there were other times where if I smoked weed and I had my mindset that I'm going to sit here and I'm going to, like, draw or paint or something like that. Yeah. I would do it for six straight hours, focused as fuck, and just hammer something out. Yeah. It's just not for me, man. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, w- I would be fucked up the next day. I hate the smell it's of weird. it. weird. I think it stinks. Yeah, I don't think it smells good at all. I think it's... I just... I, I don't... Uh, and I don't... Look... You know, they talk about legalizing it and all that stuff, and I'm not against it, but I think it inhibits you. Yeah. And I think if you're going to legalize it and you can't regulate certain things, like I think if you're out driving around and you're high, I'm worried about it. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't want to be driving when I'm high. I do think that there's a lot of hypocrisy in in the fact that alcohol is 100% legal. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I agree with this. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. But I also think that, like, you know, because of my political beliefs, I do think that, like, illegal anything is fucking stupid. Yeah. It doesn't fix it. You tell people not to do something, and especially Americans, we are so fucking rebellious. Indeed. Yeah, I'm going to do that, it anyway. like, the moment you say I'm not doing it, dude, we are excited to fucking do it, you yep. know? So, damn the man, you know? Yeah, I just, you I mean, I think, it, I honestly believe that alcohol really is the gateway drug. Sure. Of course More it so is. than pot. Oh yeah. More so than pot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What about masturbation? Is that uh, the gateway? That's the gateway to, to fucking. <laughs> yeah. Uh is masturbation the gateway to no. This got so serious that I feel like we need to talk about something funny. No, nah, no. Nah. I think sometimes when we talk <laughs> serious, I think we have better shows sometimes about certain things. No, I know. Mm. I'm just talking shit right I now. I know you are. I'm just throwing my comic relief yeah. in there. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I don't know, man. To me, the motivational stuff is important, you know? Because it's like, um, I read this thing on Facebook this morning, and it's telling this list of actors and actresses and famous people, and it's like, you know, just in case you weren't aware, you know? And it went through all this list of, like, all these famous people. Samuel Jackson, Morgan Freeman. How late in life they realized their dreams. Yeah, Yeah. well, before they really Because Sam Jackson, I don't think, did anything until he was in his 40s. That's what it said. Yeah. Which, uh, I don't know, but I mean, I don't remember the first thing I ever saw him in. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I remember him being in, like, True Romance. I don't know what he was in before that. So, so, and that being said, man, because there's plenty of times, dude, believe me, off air, you and I 
sit around and scratch our brains about how to make this thing happen. Yeah. You know, or make our show grow, you know? And I guess the uh, negative Nancy sets in in my brain, and sometimes I'm like, dude. What's the point? Well, I said to my wife the other day, I'm like, dude, maybe I'm just not really sincerely that funny. Like, like, maybe I'm funny to you and to, like, some friends, but maybe I'm really not a comedian. And that's, like, you know, like, sometimes you have to really, like, do an assessment of, like, am I good enough? Like, I grew up skateboarding. Right. I knew pretty early on, like, dude, I'm never going to be a professional. I'm not willing to do what professionals do. I'm not as good as them. I don't have as good foot control as they do. I'm aware of that. Right. You know? It was heartbreaking with the art because I did think that, like, I can fucking draw anything that these other people draw if I try hard enough. I I knew that... Which you can. Yeah. I knew that I had the skill to do it. Listen, there's plenty of people out there that have the most technically sound fucking technique... Yeah. Down pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll never fucking hear of them. And that's... You know how many great musicians are out there? Oh, yeah. That you'll never fucking hear of? Oh, yeah. You know? Well, you know, you and I know some of them. My uncle is another one that's like, as a guitarist, he is... He kicks ass. He's fucking unreal. Unbelievable. You know? And, dude, like, but that's the thing is, like, I come down here and I do this podcast because I love doing it with you. Yeah. Like, to me, this is like an oasis in my fucking week. Yeah. Like, I come down here, I bullshit with you, I like you, you like me, we have a good time. You know, even beforehand, I'll sit upstairs in your kitchen or whatever, and I'll talk to the the kids or whatever. Yeah. Like, I look forward to it. Yeah, This is how we spend quality time together. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. I do it for me. Yeah. And I think the more you do things, but, like, you talk about, like, how am I going to, like, turn it into a success? You know, I was talking to our friend... Not that long ago, uh, about like his, you know, music career that never took off. Sure. And what it hinged on. Yeah. Was so absurd to me. Like yeah, a, yeah. some lawyer is talking about, you know, I'm gonna let my ten year old son listen to it, and if he likes it, then you know, I'll you know do so. And it's like, there's such like strange parameters for how people become successful, or like such weird conditions. Like, does it really matter? Like, if so you're happy doing it, isn't that all that really fucking matters? So, I don't know, man. Like, like, all right, so let me ask you this. Like, like you as a creative person, don't you ever get the itch that, like, dude, I think I can make something big out of this. Like, oh, I, yeah. I think that's yeah. how a rock star or, like, Eminem or uh, fucking... But on the same some, token, like like Brad Pitt, dude, Brad Pitt, or any one of these guys, Michael Jordan, there had to be some part of you, like this little nagging itch in the back of your fucking soul, that so is I'm gonna just get like, recognized and I'm going to make a success out of this. I don't know, cause I used to fight, like on Yard Bird Tuna when I did that show and I did my little, uh, you know, solo episodes where I just sat here and bullshitted with myself. I always was wrestling with this idea that like. Why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. Like, am I doing it because I'm an egomaniac and I think that I'm so fucking important that you should really listen to me? And and that is like... Maybe you just want to be heard. Well, so the humble side of me is like... Like, there's these... Like, they say the angel and the devil on your shoulders. Like, there's these, these two little opposing thoughts. One side is, is, dude, you're the fucking shit and everybody should listen to you. And then the other side... Is, you're a peon. You're a fucking moron. <laughs> you're a working class jerk off. Shut Nobody the fuck cares. up and go to work. Right. You know? And and 
like to me, like how do you battle with that? Because I have both of these things telling me. Well, the here, one that says go to work is obviously winning because I am doing that. Right. But this guy over here won't shut the fuck up about like, dude, you actually are pretty good. Yeah. And and like every now and then, when I get these weird little validations, people tune in and they go, dude, your fucking show is really yeah, good. Yeah, a lot of people like I like some of them. Some of them are I really really like 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 I'm like this is actually really great. But it's not even not ours. I'm saying like your other stuff. Well, ours is too. No, I think yeah. There's ours... times where I leave here and I go, man, that's not going to come across so great. And then I listen to it and I go, that wasn't so bad. Well, I think or you're, it was good. You're worried about content right now, but to me, it has to be the whole, the whole thing, because all of it, your artwork, the yeah. title of the show, the image we provide, who we are as characters, and how we interact with each other, everything is the show. And so when I think about that and I compare, because that's what we all do is we do like a market analysis and you right. look at like, oh, well, who else in the area is making podcasts? And not to be a jerk off, but like, dude, I think we run fucking circles around other people yeah. around here that go up to Best Buy and buy a shitty microphone and then they just just verbally vomit all over the fucking microphone right. while they're drinking all night long. So like, you know. I think they sound like shit, yeah. you know? And and so that's the part of me that's like, dude, I'm fucking good enough. John's good enough. We're good at this. We're fucking good at what we do, you know? I, I think, think that I feel like we deserve... I, you're right. Yeah. I do feel like we deserve the recognition. I want people to go, dude, your show is the shit. Now here's the thing. Those other podcasts, anybody who's local or whatever... And, you know, I've heard them, and I go, I, I wouldn't listen to us on a regular basis. Yeah. It's important to just realize that, like, I think that we do a pretty decent job of this. Sure. I think you do a great job of producing it. I think it sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, And I think we have good chemistry. Yeah. It's important to remember, like, this goes back to our very first conversation that we ever had down here when I was on your Tuna with you. Yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, you can't compare yourself to other people. You just got to do you. Well, it's not that. And by no means am I saying that the other ones in this area are super successful and why the fuck are Oh, no. They're, but and, it, 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 you even just want that little bit of moderate success. Yeah. Something. Yeah. You know? But it's addictive. It is addictive. Yeah. Like yeah. like we've talked about with my little Yardbird performance, uh, my little TikTok thing, it always blows my mind when... I never, I can't ever predict which videos that I make are going to take off. Right now, I have one where I literally kind of like, <laughs> I bought an Amazon piece of shit part for my motor. I put it on. Uh, it's fucked up and kind of leaks a little bit. And I made like a bullshit little video like, oh yeah, well, this is what I did. I put this on here. It's a cheap piece of shit and it's fucking leaking. And, dude, it's taking off right now. My fucking phone won't stop really? going off. Yeah. But then I made other content, which was similar to stuff I made in the past, where I, like, yelled and bitched and complained and cursed a lot and called myself a fucking idiot. And that video, like, everybody's like, nah, that's fucking stupid. Nobody cares about that. Yeah. So, like, I never, I don't really know what works. Yeah, you don't, you can't really predict it. And that's the, that's the blight. When you think about Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Dude, same thing. Kurt Cobain was like, okay, dude, I'm going to be avant-garde, you know, punk rocker. I'm going to do, like, nitty-gritty, grungy, and people are going to love that. 
he's like he loved the meat puppets. He loved like all these. Yeah, people gave him shit for bringing them on to like I think like even Courtney Love was like those guys suck. Why are you gonna put them on? Dude, he loved it. He they loved, were great. He loved the underground stuff. He loved the. Uh, but I think like his thing was I think he realized I'm just gonna do what I can do. Yeah. And I'm gonna do it and see what happens. Yeah, but thing. the problem is, is when he made something. I don't think he ever expected it to be that big. Well, that's that's that was his whole blight is. Yeah. Dude, Teen Spirit, which he fucking loathed, which I feel the same way about some of my videos. Yeah. This is the stupid shit. I'm so much better than this, but you won't acknowledge the good stuff. You're looking at the stuff that I think is a joke, you know? And I think Kurt Cobain went through the same thing. Yeah. The The pop songs, the Teen Spirit, you know... He fucking hated. He hated playing that song. Yeah, That's I would what they think say. like after a while you get sick of playing the same thing over and over and being recognized for it, you know. So that's the that's the the I think that's the great struggle with artists. Our friend, dude. our friend, like dude, his yeah. music career. There was things that he probably was just like, dude, I'm fucking tired of. Well, this. the truth is, wanna... is he's not really a metal dude. Like yeah. he likes that stuff. Yeah. But like. That's not really... He's more of like a punk guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he likes playing acoustic and all that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if he was... I don't know. I mean, sometimes you might feel like you're out of your element or it just doesn't... You don't identify with it. Yeah. And it's not fulfilling. It's like even, you know, like when I told you the story about the magazine cover. Yeah. I didn't want to be known for being a wrestling artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to be just a guy that draws wrestlers for people. Isn't whatever. that the But that's the-, the most successful thing I ever did. Dude, that's you know? that's the battle of being a creative person. Is like the moment somebody is like recognizing you for something you did, right? You want to stand back and go, yeah, but this one's a piece of shit. That but one the over there is, is actually really good. Some of those drawings that I did, they might be some of my best drawings I've ever fucking done. Yeah, like some of those portraits are some of the best ones I've ever done. Yeah, and I just don't want to do it because I don't want to be that guy that just draws that content. Isn't yeah. that like a, isn't that like a, to roll it back to what we were talking about earlier, isn't that like the same as a porn star? Could you imagine being a guy that's like, dude, I want to break into the porn industry and fuck all these hot chicks? Yeah. And then when you finally get there, you're like, dude, I am exhausted with fucking <laughs> this beautiful chick with giant tits. Yeah. Like, dude, I don't give a shit about her at all. But some I just them- got into this business because I wanted to bang Asian broads. <laughs> and I've banged like two Asian broads the entire time. It's been three years I've banged two Asian broads. Yeah, nah. Do I don't think, know. Do you think that? Uh, dude, I would think. I would think there's like certain things that. Look, man. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I couldn't even fathom. I watched the documentary one time to to like, dude. Now we're gonna go back into porn. Yeah. Just let's to get wrap, back into just, the porn and wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a documentary about this uh, young guy that did gay porn, but was straight as a fucking arrow. Yeah, and I think that happens a lot. So I was kind of blown away that like. Dude, to him, it was a job. He's like, no, nope, I just go in there. You I still act, gotta perform. I, I was like, how the fuck can you do that? Like, yeah. how, you know, like, I don't know. Does he close his eyes and the camera's not on his fucking face or something? Like, how? Like, I don't know how you do you know? it either, because I'll be honest with you, dude. If I see another guy and they're fucking, if I see a dude's fucking hairy ass fucking nipples or yeah. something like that, like, I can't ever imagine. <laughs> being able to separate my disgust you wouldn't lick his hairy nipples no man. it's just, just like i just find dudes <laughs> kind of gross <laughs> you know like i can't ever imagine like yeah. i can't imagine why anybody want to have sex with me yeah i can't yeah. imagine why anybody want to have sex with you yeah. and i can't imagine even like the dudes that are great looking out there why anybody would want to have sex with them 
Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Know. They're still dudes. Yeah. I just think of fucking smelly-ass motherfuckers with hair all over their fucking bodies. Swamp-ass. Like, you're like dudes are gross. Yeah. And even if a chick is, like, even marginally fucking kind of filthy, yeah. she's still a lot cleaner than some fucking dude, or she's still more attractive than some dude. Well, it's just your you thing, know? man. Sometimes people like dirty, you know? Listen, I don't Listen, know. Listen, I I'm like... I'm not sitting here passing judgment on people. I just don't understand how a dude who's straight can have sex with another dude, especially on camera. Yeah. You know? I wouldn't be able to perform. I wouldn't be able to perform with women three times a day either, though, with a yeah. camera on me, you know? Well, I'm sure I could, but... It would definitely get camera. boring. It would definitely get boring. Ah, uh, yeah, man. I think I, people I'm, in the room. Dude, I'm at the point now in my life where I don't give a fuck. Oh, I don't dude. give a fuck anymore. Nah, I couldn't do it. With all those people, like production crew around me. Nah, I don't care anymore. And I gotta act natural. Dude, if you would have asked me this when I was 25, I would be like, "Fuck no, man. My yeah. dick will curl up and go inside of me." <laughs> but I have literally reached that fucking level of I give zero zero fucks shits, any. huh? Yeah, well, hmm. and it's funny because, like, in the last few years, I noticed that my libido slowed down quite a bit. Yeah. And it also just kind of, it made me stop fucking caring about, like, a lot of shit. I just don't fucking care anymore, you know? Like, yeah. people will ask me random weird questions. That's and the I just, beauty of getting old. Dude, getting old is awesome because you yep. just, you learn to not. So I was watching my little niece. She's 10 years old. And I'm watching her mannerisms about uh, the way she talks to, like, my kids or, like, my my sister. It's all derived know? from insecurity. So everything I'm watching is like, dude, you're doing this because you saw somebody. Yeah. So my sister says to me last night, yeah, well, she wants uh, she wants braces. She doesn't need them. They, they told her she doesn't need braces, but she wants braces. So I started questioning, and I'm like, What? Right. Who the fuck wants What's the braces? inconvenience of having fucking braces? So, like, I'm trying to tell her, dude, I used to wear braces for five fucking years, and they sucked. I hated them. They were the yeah. worst. Why do you want braces? I don't understand this. And she's like... So I kind of, like, started breaking her balls a little bit. And now, like, the kid is old enough and clever enough that she knows, like, oh, yeah, Uncle Chris is a ball buster. That's what he does. So I'm like, dude, all right, all right. What YouTube... Uh, personality that you're currently following has braces and you think it's cute or cool or whatever and she's like no 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 that's not it that's not it and I'm like yes it is mm -hmm. the way you're reacting right now tells me that it is dude it definitely is you saw somebody and this is now a sign you think this is a sign of beauty having braces like there's something that you find attractive about this to me, not at all, because I wore them for five fucking years, and I'll never in my goddamn life, yeah. you know, I would not imagine. Dude, as an adult, and dude, adults that have braces, I think they're fucking pedophiles. I think they're creepy people. You really? Know? Yeah, I think it's weird as shit, dude. Yeah? Yeah, when I see, like, an older dude or, or like, I'm like, you're a fucking creep, man. What the fuck? <laughs> you didn't get this fixed when you were fucking 12? Like, what the fuck yeah. is wrong with you? you uh, know? I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that yeah, far. Yeah, no, I judge harshly, man. I judge harshly. <laughs> we go right to the fucking... We're cutting down into the fucking flesh with this one. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah but, but anyway... Get away from my kids. <laughs> back to... Yeah. Can you just cross the fucking street and stand over there? Get the fuck away from me, you know? I have a pit bull. I'll let her loose, okay? Dude. But, uh... <laughs> But the insecurity thing and watching my niece 
and like just the way she talks and tries to like mimic things that she saw on the TV or the you know the fucking videos or TikToks or whatever it's like you dude you look so uncomfortable yeah you look so uncomfortable dude I am all- and what's crazy I is- feel awkward watching you right. you know and I'm like what the fuck man just sit here and relax the you thing know? is is like I think people forget so much that nobody else gives a fuck so, people are so involved with themselves they're not even recognizing you so that's what I've been wondering is how do I explain that to her yeah. like how could I explain the I prob- try to tell my kids all the time nobody fucking cares but the like, problem is is if you're in high school or or if you're in school you think all eyes are on you yeah but but I think that they are because I think mm. people are harsh like kids are fucking yeah cruel, kids are terrible yeah. you know yeah. and that is the double-edged sword of explaining like well yeah kids are fucking mean and they're gonna say mean shit and they're gonna fuck with you but like to me I think that the only thing I could do is prepare my kids on how to verbally confront people and like because I think that that's the the solution like this whole bullshit of like anti-bullying and like oh you know go tell a teacher that somebody's picking on you you gotta deal with that shit on your own somehow dude I wanna teach my my kids and then my niece like I'm trying to explain to them if a bully is picking on you you need to verbally beat the shit out of them you need to embarrass the fucking shit out of them in front of their friends like you don't have to physically touch them but and I've I literally had this conversation with my niece and she's 10 and I felt like I don't know maybe I'm doing the wrong thing here but I also think that like dude I don't want you so bottled up and pressurized yeah. that you want to like fucking kill somebody you know like I want you to just know that like Uncle Chris does this when I walk into a situation and, and guys on job sites still to this day are, act like this if I walk into a job site and some guy sees me and starts talking shit and running his fucking mouth I just start making fun of him until he's embarrassed and then he leaves me to fuck alone and yeah. realizes oh I fucked up I shouldn't have said nothing to that guy I think a, a, the biggest rule that I try to tell my kids is like nobody is going to respect you without you adding to it first so you know remember the movie A Bronx Tale yeah I love it yeah, one of the great, you know, one of the greats. It is yeah. really a great movie. And it's not just because I'm an Italian who... No, no, like, dude, goes, it's... It's a great movie. So, Sonny's teaching, um... Uh, oh, what the fuck is C, the kid? Close, C, you know. Yeah, I, I was going to say his name, but, you know, I'm yeah. Irish, I would have fucked it up. <laughs> but, um... I think I fucked it up. I think it's Cologero, Cologero, I don't know. You know, C. So, so he's telling C, you know... It's more important to be feared than, than the loved. Because love, fear lasts longer. And, and that's the truth, man. That's how I live my life, you mm. know, is like, I would rather you look at me and go, nope, not fucking with that guy. And then you find out later on that I'm actually a nice dude and I'll do anything for you. Right. Then the other way around and you're trying to take advantage of me and you think I'm a fucking soft ass piece of shit, you know? So like when in everyday life, I walk around like, and especially like being the ball buster that I am, you want to run your fucking mouth? I will verbally Mike Tyson the shit out of yeah. you, you know? And I do it fast because I don't want to prolong this. I think that's you know? just the preparation yeah. that you have. Well, that's how and, I am too. I've already yeah. had arguments in my head. Yeah. So when it comes time to open my mouth in an argument, oh, I already yeah, have dude. my shit lined up. I'm ready to fire. You yep. know, like it's already loaded. Yeah. You know. I bet you subconsciously, if me and you were to have a falling out, you already have shit lined up that you would say to me. Eh. Even it, it, regardless of how much you and I like each other. All right, I'm gonna start doing it right now. Then give me a minute. What you ready? <laughs> 
All right, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, you, you prepare yourself for the worst. Yeah. You know, and you, you're, you're ready to combat it sometimes. I think that's a part of it getting older, though, and yeah. it's like it, you learn to not give a fuck, but you're also slightly prepared for confrontation. Yeah. And you're not afraid of it no more. That's the other part is not being afraid of confrontation. When I look at my niece and she's so concerned with people pleasing, like, all right, I got to show the other ki- kids that I'm super cool and I know all the dance moves on TikTok or whatever, you know. But the reality is, is maybe you should be a little more uh, prepared for a verbal confrontation and be like, you know, well, little Becky's a stupid fucking blonde bitch and I'll fucking, you know. I think no matter you know, what and you her, do. The reason her fucking dad left is because her mom's a whore. Like, like. <laughs> That's crazy. I think no matter what. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying if I was arguing with a 10-year-old, I think it doesn't that's matter where I would go, you, you know? As a kid, it doesn't matter what you do, what you say, how you dress. Somebody somewhere is going to give you shit. Yeah, somebody. but if you shut them down, dude. Yeah, I mean, you'll you just be have a to be... fucking legend. Nobody, I mean, listen... Everybody uh, remembers, like, you know, remember that time the dude punched the other kid in the face? That, like, is slightly remembered. But, dude, when somebody shuts somebody down by just trashing them verbally, just verbally trash the fuck out of them really fast, I still to this day remember kids at Norwood School and, like, different conversations where, like, I watch somebody just light somebody the fuck up and to me, that's really, that's, maybe that's why I like comedy and shit talking and like yeah. roasts. I love a roast because like, dude, it's fucking yeah. brutal, man. It's like, I think it's far better than watching like a boxing match. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. A roast is like, dude, you can use creativity and you can just, To you state know, the obvious in a uh, creative way or something. brutal. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I wish, uh, dude, someday if we ever like become fucking millionaires from our little podcast here i want to organize a roast well no i want to organize you ever seen like battle raps yeah i want to set it up so that comedians have like 30 second slots to roast the other person yeah and you go back and forth and then the audience judges like who who roasted the other one better? Right. You know? I think, dude, why are we not doing this? This is it great. I thought maybe that dude, Jeff, whatever the fuck his name is, does that. Does he down do that? Who? The guy that runs the roast. Oh, I Who's don't know. Who's that comedian? I thought he had a show like that. Maybe yeah. he does. Maybe he doesn't. I don't fucking know. I saw some bullshit with um, Nick Cannon and, uh, what's it called, Wildin' Out or something. But it was so lighthearted and tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, that yeah, it was that, like because it's it's like network friendly. Yeah, I was yeah. like, dude, you guys ain't really like like you're going, not going at it. Yeah, I want to see yeah. like nasty shit talking, <laughs> like oh, your mom's a fucking slob whore, like you know, like something bad, like brutal, yeah. you know. That's ah, why your mom's sucking dick over in Camden right now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your fucking dad left your mom for another dude. Like, come on, man, say something <laughs> brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. There's, you know? there's still like a filter. Yeah, yeah. no filters. I right. like no filters. Just go fucking just... Go know, hard. Knife to the belly, man. Just fucking <laughs> just stick that shit in there, you know? Hurt feelings. Oh, man. Music? We've been at it for a while, huh? A little bit. How long have we been going? Minute, uh, hour and 11 minutes. What? Whoa! 
this is a long one. It's not that long. It's not that long. I felt it felt longer. Dude, when we first started, we were doing like two hour episodes. Yeah. Now looking back, I thought we were on our way to doing a two hour John. No, no. All right, we're let's good. roll that outro and be done with this one. Thanks for listening to the Renaissance Manchild. Renaissance Manchild is a Yardbird Tuna production. If you enjoyed the show, please like, follow, and share. Any ideas or suggestions, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. Oh, shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you talk good. Mm-hmm.